0: Hey, brave braveco man i want to tell you about a project that we just finished it's our foundations of masculinity 12 video series that will really help you grow stronger more confident as a man whole bunch of guys are wondering man how do i deal with my pain how do i learn healthy boundaries how do i lead myself my family well how do i become a leader this course is for you if you're interested in growing. Take 12 weeks out of your life, dig in, do it with a friend, and really up your game. Guys, you can purchase this at bravecode.org. Have an incredible day. We live in a time where masculinity is shamed, and men don't know what it means to be a man. As a pastor and counselor, I've spent the better part of my life equipping and training others. My goal with this show is to translate my hard-earned experience into tools and tactics to help you become stronger as a man. This is the Brave Co. podcast. I'm your host, Jason Valentine. Hey, babe. Hi. Ah, oh, man, I'm so glad to have you
1: here. <laughs> I get to be on the Brave Co. podcast. Yeah.
0: Well, this week's episode of the Brave Co. podcast is going to be special because we're going to talk about marriage. Love it. With a slight emphasis on the man's role.
1: Okay. Excellent. I like talking about your role. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I sometimes like talking about my role. Yeah, well, yeah. But no, I think we've uh, we've been focusing on dating a little bit. Um, I had Allie come in. Fun. Yeah. She's
1: the best. She
0: was so great. <laughs> and there's, uh, but there's, a, we have a lot of married people. Yeah. And a lot of people that are thinking about getting married mm-hmm. someday, even if they're not married now. Mm-hmm. And so we thought it would be a great thing to talk about, you and me. Fun. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, we've been married for 11 years.
1: Yeah, going on 12.
0: And we have Whoop. quite an interesting dynamic.
1: We do. Do you want to explain yeah. it? Yeah, you sure. do
0: the You do best at explaining things. Okay.
1: Well, um, yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, we were married in 2011. You had three kids from your first marriage. Mm. So at the time, they were 12, 9, and 6. Um, now they are 20, almost 23, almost 21 and almost 18. Gosh,
0: we've done a lot of
1: boom, a lot of years, a lot of years, a lot of seasons. (laughs) So the big kids, um, the oldest is often married. You met Allie last week. Yeah. Everybody met Allie in the dating episode. Um, and then we have a two year old little girl and a four month old little boy.
0: So we have five.
1: We have five kids. Six if you count now.
0: And I mean, when I married you, when you came into their life, yeah. it was at such a pivotal and crazy time. Mm-hmm. And so what I love about our marriage is that we started out in like, we started out mid hike, mid hill.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like if we're on a, if we're on a, a backpacking adventure, mm-hmm. you didn't get any flat ground. No, like you didn't Some, start at the a helicopter
1: dropped me off. We did not start at base <laughs> <Yeah>. camp. <laughs> and then
0: you just kind of picked up yeah. where we were and, and started trekking. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little bit unusual Um because I don't know. There's a lot of marriages today that are starting out like that.
1: Yeah, it's true. I think maybe what is less common is like, I think often, well, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know, but I feel like mm-hmm. what was... What was unique for us then was we didn't know yeah. any other couples. It's true. We didn't have friends who the guy had been married and had kids and the girl had never been married before, didn't have any kids of her own. So yeah. that was at, at that point, that was unique. But yeah. now, I mean, blended families are so common, obviously. Yeah.
0: yeah. So jumping in, you know, a lot of we we do a lot of conversations with people about marriage, what mm-hmm. makes marriage work? How do you build a strong, healthy? marriage and we're going to do some of that here um and whether you have three kids and a husband who's been married before or whether you're just starting out yeah it's almost all the same in the sense that you have to both start out loving yourself Mm -hmm. and it's like that analogy of the box that we we talk about a lot right like marriage is an empty box Mm -hmm the only thing that you can pull out of that marriage box is what you've put into it Mm -hmm. which seems so juvial like uh, not juvial juvenile Juvenile. seems so juvenile yeah juvial Juvial. well that would be a (laughs) totally different thing wouldn't it but it seems so juvenile right when you say that because people are like duh Mm -hmm. but That's not actually what most people think. Most people, when they're dating, they think marriage is going to solve whatever problem they're in. Yeah. And it's going to be easier once we're married. Yeah. And before they're dating, they think marriage is a solution to their source of pain or dissatisfaction with life. And so, man, I just got to find someone that I want to be with. Mm -hmm. But marriage really isn't that.
2: No.
0: And what marriage does, and, and we'll talk about the good sides too but we're talking about the reality, mm-hmm. is marriage is this weight that you put on of responsibility mm-hmm. and expectations. Mm-hmm. And if you have a flaw mm-hmm. in in your body, in your system, mm-hmm. in your carrying capacity, uh, it's going to expose that flaw. Definitely. If you don't have flaws, the weight of responsibility gives you purpose, Mm-hmm. it gives you uh incredible amount of, of meaning and connection but what we have found is marriage is a continual yeah uh, work of ownership
1: totally and let's be straight everybody has flaws I think the kind of flaws you're talking about though are like cracks in the foundation if yeah. you have brokenness yeah then marriage exposes it the pressure of yeah. marriage exposes brokenness exposes cracks in the foundation um but On the other hand, marriage is this incredible opportunity to sharpen each other and to, you know, what is exposed has the opportunity to get worked on and smoothed out. So it is this incredible opportunity to become a much better version of yourself.
0: Yeah. Well, and why I like starting out here, right, is because if people are already married, listening to this, Mm -hmm. if you don't like your marriage, the first place to check is yourself. Yeah. Right? Like, if I'm not happy... If I come home and I'm not happy with my marriage, mm-hmm. I need to look at me and start to go, okay, What's do I like me? And yeah. do I like how I'm leading my life? And mm-hmm. do I like how I'm communicating? And do I like how yeah. I'm... And, and that's, that is the baseline, right? Because if I like me and I'm doing me well and I'm being responsible and I'm showing up and I have good communication skills and I ha- know how to share my needs and, okay, well, that's... Then half it's all the, my fault. Then, then it's all <laughs> your fault. It's at least half the battle. Yeah. And, uh, and you can get somewhere from there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, I'd love, I mean, we want to give some tools to people. I'd love for you when we're talking about, okay, what makes a healthy marriage? What's the first thing you think of? ownership yeah
1: Mm -hmm. i mean it also happens to be the thing that we talked about talking about before this podcast started (laughs) but i do think that it is one of the most important elements and i think that in the context of marriage and in the pressure of an intimate relationship it is one of the harder things to do i think that um well i mean i was 25 when we got married you were 30 and so it's not like we were kids. I mean, people get married yeah. at eighteen, right? We weren't there.
0: I mean, I got married at eighteen too.
1: And it didn't work out. Yeah. So there's always <laughs> no. that. It was challenging. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. Um but no, I think we weren't babies when we got married. And yet even at for you, thirty years old, three kids deep, there was a lot of growth for us to do in those first years. And a lot of um there's a lot of challenge in growing up with another person. There's a lot of room for struggle. Mm -hmm. And I think taking ownership is really hard because, you know, we joked about it a second ago, but taking ownership means that you have to take a look at yourself and be honest with yourself about what you're bringing to the table, good, bad, or ugly. and That's hard to do. It's hard to do when somebody is holding up a mirror in front of your face every day to show (laughs) you (laughs) this is how you're affecting me. Like this is how this area of your life affects me. So I think it takes a lot of maturity and I think it takes a lot of guts to show up and take ownership. Um, I know that I would say, tell me if I'm wrong, in our marriage dynamic, I will self-admittedly say your are better at taking ownership quickly probably than me
0: Ooh, well here's the thing if it comes to like i did something wrong yeah or um
1: let's say this i'm more stubborn than you
0: yeah (laughs) it's true yeah you're more responsible than me though
1: I guess it depends on how we define responsibility. Yeah, that's what but I'm yes. going into.
0: Okay, when it's the role, like this is the right thing to do. Yeah. I come home and I make sure that I'm checking off the boxes, mm-hmm. that all the things are tidied and that's you. Yeah. A hundred percent. So when we first got married, yeah. and here's how I know. Here's how I know. Okay. When we first got married, I feel like I walk into the house every day clueless with <laughs> what needs to happen I
1: feel like you do too <laughs> I felt
0: like that's what it was when we first yeah. got married I'd, I'd walk into the house and I'd be clueless like yeah I mean innocently clueless yeah like I didn't even know that
1: you stepped over a big pile of mess no or that that pan on the stove has been there for days that you used it and never cleaned it yeah and yeah. that
0: it's not going to wash itself totally and that the kids have a routine yeah that was created, yeah that I need to be a <laughs> hey, part of guess
1: what <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and and I think that a lot of guys struggle with that,
1: yeah, some yeah
0: I mean i I'm speaking generally for men, but I think just in general, I feel like uh, at least how I grew up, I grew up in a home where the what happens inside the house
2: mm-hmm.
0: like my sister's did don't the chores inside the house don't they did.
2: say it
3: it's
0: a very so traditional old school house. Yeah. yeah so old school Yeah, it's true so yeah like, the women I,
1: take care of the inside the men take care of the outside yeah
0: i mean yeah. i never did a load of laundry growing up when i got married at 18 i didn't know how to do laundry yeah and uh <laughs> we didn't i didn't cook
1: yeah you do now
0: oh i'm friggin master
1: master chef mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and so growing up or sorry growing up getting married yeah was a massive I had a massive learning curve, yeah when we first got married, yeah, and I had been married for ten years,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I think the difference is you're wired so different, yeah than what I'd ever been used to from my mom or my ex wife mm-hmm. like the this idea that the house has needs <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, so Probably a year into marriage. No, not even a year. Probably five months, four months into it marriage. It was at least a year. Was it a year? Oh, yeah. Gosh. Oh, yeah. It's hard to remember. Um, we had just ran up, ran ashore on this conversation <laughs> so many times of you kind of uh, crying, frustrated that I wasn't...
1: Paying more attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, and then it got to the point where you'd be like, you really don't see that pile of laundry did you? Did yeah. you? And you don't really see those dishes mm-hmm. do you? And me just being like so frustrated at myself and so frustrated at just this whole the whole scenario and what I had to start doing was first I had to take responsibility, take ownership like mm-hmm. okay this is my fault. This is not her fault. Mm-hmm. This is not her responsibility to say hey could you help me over mm-hmm. here? Hey can you like these clothes that are yours, hey, can you pick those up? And in this thing that yeah. is ours, can you help in this? And so I realized at some point, like, okay, if I don't want her to feel like my mom, mm-hmm. then as pissed off as I am about her telling me about it,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I have to take responsibility of it. Yeah. And so I set an alarm on my phone every day, mm-hmm. four forty five before I got off work and it said, Hey, the house has needs. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Reminder. Yeah.
0: And then when I came home, it was like a quick hug. And then like, how can I help clean up? Yeah. And again, I, here's why I say, I think a lot of guys struggle with it. Not necessarily picking up the house or, or, you know, whatever. But I think just taking ownership and going, because here's what I hear guys tell me all the time. Okay. She just feels like my, my mom.
2: Yeah.
0: She feels like my mom. Although the thing that they're saying she feels like my mom about, they know that they're supposed to do, right? So it could be, hey, the kids need attention, and you're over here
2: on not, your phone, on
0: your phone, not paying attention, yeah. Or, hey, you just got home from a long day of work, but like, I want to connect with you. Uh-huh. Or it feels like, like the momentum in the marriage, a lot is left to the wife.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that that is probably a common issue. Um, if we're talking about ownership, though, like I said, you're quicker to take ownership than me. I'm thinking more along the lines of like, if I hurt you and you hurt me, yeah, and, like yeah. you're, you're totally... No, you're savaging that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I have to prove <laughs> definitively that it actually was better. your fault. I've gotten better. Yeah,
0: you, there's been some slight improvements. I have improved,
1: yeah. um, but I am more stubborn than you, that's for sure. But... But you're right. I guess this is something that I'd want to say on on the note of like ownership and being and practically taking ownership in yeah. the home and in the family. I would say one of the things that you taught me when we got married mm. is that there is not a standard list of rights and wrongs yeah. when it comes to marriage. Yeah. That my list in my head of what is responsible or what we should do to be a Ooh. healthy family that does the right thing is very subjective to me. It's, it's based on how I grew up. It's based Sorry. on my normal.
0: Our listeners don't know how much work that took <laughs> to get you to that place where they're <laughs> The shoulds. There wasn't a certain yeah, standard yeah, yeah. of normal. I mean, so. there are
1: some things that are standard, but, <laughs> but then there's this also subjective. I just subjective want the guys list. to know,
0: like, yeah,
1: that he worked big, on me a lot. That was time. a big breakthrough. He worked on me. Yeah, um, but my point there is, I think that regardless of the lists of responsibilities or shoulds. In a marriage, you're only going to enjoy your marriage if both people feel like they have permission to turn up with their needs and to be yeah. who they are. So for me, actually, the need under all of that was to feel partnered with yeah. and to feel like we were a team in eliminating chaos in our life. Yeah. Like chaos, in my for my personality, chaos, even in my space, like environmental chaos, is a total trigger for me. It makes me feel like I mean, I'm the kid who I couldn't even study for my exams in college until I cleaned my room. I had to like tidy my desk and put all the paper clips away before I could study for my test. And
0: I never cleaned my room or, or studied. studied for a test.
1: Exactly. So there's there's the difference between us. <laughs> it's so true. And true story. Yeah. But <clears throat> I think that like my needs matter in that situation. Like yep. our life as a family, our life as a married couple isn't going to be awesome if if I feel like what I need in order to enjoy our home doesn't matter to you so it's not because it's like what an adult male should do he should come inside and check the trash can before he sits down on the couch or he should look around the room and see if there's any toys to pick up like i mean debatable but let's just say for the sake of this conversation you're only doing those things because it actually helps me
0: yeah it matters to it
1: matters to me so I think the point there is, in marriage, when it comes to taking ownership, your life is not your own when you're married. You don't have the luxury of just coming in and doing what you want or what feels good to you or what's normal to you. If you're going to have a happy marriage, you have to come in caring about the other person and actually intentionally shifting to meet that person's needs, as well as making your own needs known. And so I think for anybody listening, I would want to say, you know, yeah, I think this is a common complaint, a common issue in marriage, mostly because it's hard to prefer somebody else over yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to, you know, care about things that you don't naturally care about. It yeah. takes for us, gosh, well, like I said, we've been going on twelve years of marriage, and yeah. I think we're we're doing a better and better job every year at caring about what matters to the other person. So there's that, there's yeah. that side of taking ownership.
0: It's true. Yeah, it's definitely multifaceted. Yeah. And it's it's not very instinctual to just come in and be like, oh, I naturally want to take care of what's important to her is important no. to me. That is a, a learned thing. Mm-hmm. That the I think the real challenge, right, is is even if I want to make what's important to you important to me, mm-hmm what's the system that I've set up to do that? Definitely. To really pull that off. Yeah. And again, I think that's the big, that's mm-hmm. the like big failure. Yeah. That's the thing that, that typically never gets set up. Mm-hmm. And, and in a lot of ways, like we're still perfecting a lot of those in different areas of our lives. Oh yeah. But it's so important because if I don't find a way to make what's important to you important to me,
3: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm literally telling you, I'm sending you the opposite message. Yeah. Day in and day out. And until I convince you that you are important to me, you'll feel like we're in a war together. Mm -hmm. Which is tough.
1: Yeah. Or like I have to compete, prove that, that what I need matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a tough, tough way to live yeah. in marriage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that, um, like have a different angle of ownership that I think is equally as important in marriage is just that as an individual, so we have our married life and we have our reality as a couple, um, where our life is not our own, but we're also two individuals coming into the mm-hmm. relationship and, um, of course, like we're each on our own learning journeys, we're each growing and maturing in different areas, we're each pursuing different things. And I think um, one of the things that I have appreciated in our marriage is that there's never been a day where I have wondered if you will address something that comes up. Mm. If if something comes up inside of you that's a hindrance to your best self, I don't have to worry if you're gonna address it. You are quick to take ownership you are quick to say hey i'll figure that out and i think vice versa mm-hmm. i mean there's you know we're not perfect there's definitely things that come up i feel like each year we kind of peel back another layer of the onion and go okay how do i how do i actually become how do i become even even better in yeah. this area how do i actually improve how do i mature mm-hmm. and i think we could both probably say that we're, we're very willing to take ownership over the dysfunction that we discover, if there is any. And I think that that's huge. I, 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 I know I've had conversations with so many women who one of their greatest struggles in their marriage is that their husband isn't actually willing to take a, a look inside mm. and be honest about issues. Yeah. And she's not sure if he's actually going to go and get the help he needs yeah. or if he's going to be humble enough to yeah. actually ask for, you know, input. Yeah. Um that's tough. And that's something I can honestly say like in our marriage, I just haven't had to worry about that one day. Yeah. And I think that like if I was talking to a group of unmarried men, I would say, "Hey, do yourself a favor and get really really good at asking for help." when you discover yeah. unhealthy areas of your own heart or your life because your wife will thank you for yeah. it. I mean, it's, it's a matter of building trust. It's a matter of actually, do I trust my husband to lead us well? How can I trust my husband to lead us well if I can't trust him to lead himself well? Yeah. I don't know if he's going to actually do anything about that anger problem. I don't know if he's going to actually do anything about that pornography addiction. I don't know if he's going to do anything about the fact that when he goes to work every day, he hates his life and he comes home miserably sad after work. But is he going to do anything about it? I don't know. And that, as a woman, that's a very vulnerable place to be. It's very vulnerable to be a woman in a marriage where you don't know if your husband is going to do something about those areas. It doesn't build trust. No. It makes me my personality feel like I have to control everything for other women. I think it makes them feel like they they're just so insecure, you know, it just breeds so much insecurity or in my, in my case, it would breed such a sense of like, I want to control the situation.
0: Yeah. It's so true. I think, um, the saving grace for me was growing up in a home where I could have things that were wrong with me. Right. And be able to tell my parents, right. And it was a place of strength. so i remember dad telling me my dad telling me i want you to make all of your mistakes at home right so you grow up in a home where it's like man
1: you don't have to be perfect
0: you don't have to be perfect not only that but if you say hey i'm struggling you get help you don't get made fun of you're not looked down upon as a punished as a man who's weak not a leader yeah and so many guys the opposite message was sent right and so you know so many guys Dad was just absent, yeah. Or dad was like this tough guy who never shared his weakness, or there was you never questioned if your dad knew what to do mm-hmm. uh, because he never he never showed any of that, right? And so, so many guys are coming in battling that insecurity of if I don't know it all, yeah, then I must be I must not really be a strong man. I must yeah. not be a leader. And then on top of that, I think. <clears throat> We as human beings that whole piece of if i admit that something's wrong with me i don't know how to fix it
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: and when i i how many of like i hate working on stuff that i don't know how to fix i know because you feel so powerless yeah and we've had the luxury of spending i mean i spent the last 20 years of my life helping people mm-hmm. right so i'm connected to some of the greatest minds on the planet When it comes to, I need help, what's the right thing to do? Mm -hmm. And people don't, a lot of people don't grow up like that. They don't grow up with access to a Danny Silk or a, so you don't get that mindset, right? That says, hey, it's not a big deal. You find out that you've got a porn problem, take ownership of that,
3: Mm
0: -hmm. seek some help, and you're gonna get better. Mm -hmm. You don't know how to parent kids, great, take ownership of that. Maybe get an e course, get a whatever, find out who's trusted. And and so there's been that I had the luxury of growing up in a culture that said, Hey, don't pretend like you know it all. Right. Reach out and get some help. And and it's true, I think um so many marriages suffer.
1: Yeah. I think I mean you did you did grow up with that as a luxury. And I, I mean, like you said, I think most most people don't. No. Most people don't have that kind of support. And so I think probably the task at hand is to undo a lot of that mentality for, for gosh, if you're already married, I mean, I think that for the sake of your family and for yeah. your marriage, you have to work really hard at undoing the mentality that, you know, the opposite environment created for you, and yep. which is, you know, dismantle the lie that because you, you know didn't grow up knowing how to do these things you're it's a hopeless case you're never going to get yeah. good at it like that's not true i think i mean maybe the question is what do guys do if they didn't grow up with a super healthy model for that and they're stuck in a whole bunch of belief patterns that are telling them to have a need is weakness to yeah. you know to admit a wrong is is not strong for your family and yeah it's pretty damaging actually what that does to a family so what does a guy do
0: it really is i'm i mean that's that's a lot of why we're doing this podcast right totally. is to give guys simple tools that help them to be stronger mm-hmm. to be be a stronger man mm-hmm. in, in real strength so mm-hmm. um i always say that the day you find something in yourself that needs to change is a good day mm-hmm. because you can fix that you can, you have a hundred percent control over that yeah almost i mean almost if it's your problem yeah
1: great you can fix it
0: mm-hmm. So there's lots of options. Mm -hmm. The easiest one is if you have money, go to a counselor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like super simple. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have money, maybe save for a counselor. And and I'm going to explain this more. Like I'm going to unpack this. The reason why I say that is if you've had, let's say that you've had an issue. Let's say that you grew up with in a, in a home where dad wasn't kind. Mm-hmm. and you have uh, you have anger issues because you have all that pain inside mm-hmm. and you've just been this way forever. Well, if you could have fixed it, you probably would have fixed it totally on your own. So let's start there, baseline. Mm-hmm. With this admit admittance, I have lived like this for a long I time. I have a problem. I got a problem. Yeah. If you, if you go get a counselor mm-hmm. and say, hey, I got a problem, My dad lived like this, grew up this how I grew up, got a bunch of pain inside. I don't know how to deal with my pain. I was never given a five step process for dealing with pain Mm -hmm. or how to explain my needs or great. You go to a counselor and that's a, that's a two month journey. That's a two, two and a half, three month journey of unpacking and it could be longer. I know people that have been, it just depends on how deep and how bad, but it's not a lifetime journey. I mean, in a short amount of time, you could get somebody's insight, input, yeah. wisdom that this is what they're an expert in. It's, yeah. For instance, it's like if a guy has a blown head gasket in his car and he's relying upon that car, well, you could learn how to fix that on your own. Mm-hmm. I mean you could get the the manual you can get on youtube and you could watch that and listen if you don't have any money that's the way to do it you get on youtube and you watch and it's hours right or you can take it to a mechanic Mm -hmm. and you could pay for someone who's an expert in doing that Mm -hmm. and and you the the cost is there you know the other thing is get with get with guys who are healed Mm -hmm. so I think that that's a mistake that a lot of us make as men. Again, we don't want to feel weak. So sometimes we get around men who have the same issue as us. Yeah. And uh, my dad always says misery loves company. Mm -hmm. And so it's really easy to feel normal, to feel healthy when you're in a group of men who never ask the questions and are in the pit as well. Yeah. But getting around a group of guys who are strong... I mean, we have a, a online community of men. There's 500 guys online that meet weekly. It's our it's our 12 um, month discipleship course yep. that opens up periodically through the year. Mm-hmm. And I've watched these men. They do once a week. They watch a 40 minute video on whatever the topic is, how to process pain, forgiveness, and they meet with a small group once a week. Just just from meeting with those small group guys and having a place where they could be open and say i'm really struggling yeah i'm struggling whatever with my wife or i'm struggling with myself or masturbation or porn i've watched those guys go to a whole nother level yeah because there's something that happens when you're with a group of people and you, in the atmosphere creates real authenticity Mm -hmm. real vulnerability real connection is that thing that you know let's say that you don't have an expert counselor to get in there and help you just in feeling real accepted Mm -hmm. really accepted just in 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 being able to process Mm -hmm. just in in somebody genuinely asking you questions somebody being there for you Mm -hmm. heals a lot of the stuff yeah that that took so long to get there totally And so I would say, you know, get in a community of men. Yeah. Get a counselor if you need to
2: Mm
0: -hmm. read books. That's another way. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much information today that I I even think my dad never had access to. Right. It's crazy on YouTube. You can figure out like on YouTube alone, you could you could almost all the content that I would give away or that I would sell mm-hmm. you could find on YouTube Yeah, if you spent enough time looking at it, researching it. Totally. And so, but the main thing is to take ownership. Right. Yeah. And from there to go, I don't want to live like this forever.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I need to get involved with guys
2: mm-hmm.
0: who are running in this direction. Yeah. And so men, like sometimes you have to, you've got to ditch your bad friends. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you have to not go to the guys night where they're, whatever getting drunk and smoking pot and i don't know yeah like you sometimes have to change your entire life and decide like i'm gonna get around a group of guys that kick butt Mm -hmm. that are fun that are real men Mm -hmm. but are honest yeah and gonna gonna keep me accountable to my highest calling not to my sin right for for what i can do
1: yeah I remember when we were dating um one of the things that made me feel super safe moving forward with you into marriage was that you had other men in your life that you were talking to about everything and that you there wasn't anything that other somebody didn't know about you and i do think that you know as a woman there's i think women do carry an incredible obviously men carry an incredible amount of pressure to lead our to lead your families and Women carry pressures for different things and I yeah. think there is a pressure that women carry generally to that to create a space that feels safe yeah and that feels um, like a soft landing place yep. for her family so for the kids and for for her spouse but it's incredibly it's an incredible amount of pressure on a woman. If I'm the only person that knows your issues, yeah, like if we're married, yep. and as your wife, I'm the only person on the planet that yep. knows what you're dealing it's with. It's too much. It's an incredible amount of pressure it's because true. I am calculating that into everything I'm doing to create this space for us and for our family. And I need you to change. I need you. I want you to change so that so that we can feel the wholeness and we feel like this place of safety. I know that you coming into the family and bringing your full self depends on you getting free in these different areas, but I can't force you to change. I'm the only person that knows the issue. I feel the brunt of the issue Mm -hmm. all day, every day, but I can't actually force you to change. Like, Man, as a woman, that's too much, but I think as a woman who's married to a man, who has other men in your life that you are talking to whether it's your dad um people that you work for or with friends other leaders in the environment like i don't ever have to worry whether you are i'm i'm never the only person that knows your issue yeah which is an incredibly freeing thing and i don't know that people know what that does to a marriage all the time you know you can't you're not supposed to be You're not supposed to be each other's husband or wife and counselor. No.
0: That doesn't work. It doesn't work. And it's so hard. It's so much pressure. Again, it's like, that's why guys are saying, well, she feels like my mom. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, she's the only one that knows you. And she's the only one that's, that is dealing with your stuff day after day. And she gets tired of it. Yeah. And she's pissed off. Yeah. No, I grew up, um, again, like. I mean, these guys have all heard my story. So mm-hmm. I've grew up with struggling with pornography, masturbation, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And at, at some point in my life, I realized like there are, I don't want to be walking around with secrets. Yeah. If you're hiding, here's the problem with hiding stuff is what you hide defines you. It becomes your identity, mm-hmm. right? So are these things, these sins, even if it's not a sin, these secrets that we hide, becomes these definers. You are that bad thing. You are your worst day Mm -hmm. is what happens. And I just realized like, man, when you get that stuff out, it's like, it like the weight lifts off you so quick. Mm. It takes way less time to fix than what you thought it was going to. You love yourself so much more. And uh, you get to you get to hold your head up high. So I've just lived with this standard of like, man, I don't ever want to feel like I felt when I was 16 and did these whatever, whatever things were. And so I've, yeah, I've just fought for that. And guys have to do that. You know, that's, again, that's another like first step is if nobody knows you or if only your wife knows you or if she doesn't know everything, Mm -hmm. like you got to get clean. Mm -hmm. There's a price that you pay for a clean heart. Yeah. And that price is, is Is heavy and painful Mm -hmm. often, but it leads to so much freedom. It's the only way to freedom. Yeah, is by being able to really share what's going on inside of you.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I had one other thought about just ownership. I'm just thinking about marriage dynamics, and I have a friend who.
0: Oh, I was going to say something. Oh, go ahead. Before, I I, because I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, um, I think it's helpful to explain that the man's the catalyst Mm. in a relationship. And this is not just me being like old school. If you look at um, statistics, I won't get it perfect, but Mm -hmm. I'll get close. If a a child gets saved in a home and the rest of the home isn't saved, there's like a 5% chance that the rest of the home will get saved. Mm -hmm. If a wife gets saved in a home and the rest of the family isn't, there's like a 15, 12 to 15, something like that. It's small. If a husband, get mm-hmm. saved and the rest of the family isn't it's like 80 85 to 90 percent Wow. yeah yeah and you guys can go look up that statistic i didn't get it perfect but the man is such a catalyst for the direction of the home in the same way that the man's a catalyst for the direction and the speed of the relationship when they're when we're dating mm. and the reason why is one it's god's design but a man is supposed to bring peace to cast he's supposed to bring strength into the family and he's supposed to be the one that's going like together we're going to create a safe healthy space so i'm going to go first mm-hmm. like i'm going to be the first one through the door yep this is safe yep this is healthy yep yeah. this is and then you come in and we partner together mm-hmm. it's not a pecking order in the sense of more valuable or yeah but it's just naturally how god made us and so here's the thing is in counseling a lot i hear there's a lot of times when one couple will come one person will come in and the other person doesn't want to go yeah you know wives saying what do i do my husband and i are arguing uh and my recommendation is always well why don't you come in and but if a guy like if there's a man listening to this and he's like man my marriage is tough my wife feels distant from me um our marriage isn't working out. Mm-hmm. If you will be a catalyst and you will take ownership for your stuff yeah, and work on your stuff, almost every time I see the woman, I see that family turn around. Yeah. Because most of her fear, most of her reservation or most of the agitation that you feel is her protecting herself from what feels dangerous. Totally. And when a man turns that around and, mm-hmm. and gives her something to latch onto in a health, healthy yeah. sense, connect to, it's a complete game changer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I think that's true.
0: So the getting out your lies, the getting some accountability in a helpful way, mm-hmm. becoming a part of a group of men, picking mm-hmm. a healthy direction for your life, pursuing that, even just help, healthy routines in the morning. Yeah. Get up, you know, make your bed, run read the Bible, eat healthy, like those, just doing that alone. Even if you don't know how to fix the inside stuff, Mm -hmm. it's a great place to start.
1: Totally. A little bit of something will get, it's crazy how small things help you gain so much momentum. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. You were going to say something else.
1: Well, it's funny because it's, it's a little bit like the antithesis of what you were just saying. No, that's okay. So it's kind of the other side of the coin. Like I, I have a friend who, um, I think struggles with fears, you know, yeah. like we all have different fears whatever. She's got fears in different areas and a common a common thread in their dynamic is you know, I'm just waiting for him to figure it out, like take ownership. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not going to tow that yeah. line. I'm not going to yeah. but it's laced with this like I I'm actually afraid to do it myself and so I'm going to blame him for not figuring this out for yeah. us. And I just think that gets dangerous because, yeah, the the guy is the should be, could be, was designed to be the catalyst. Yes, actually, the family functions really well if the father is the father. There's actually a male figure who should be the father of a family. And when that structure is intact, things go better. Things go better than, you know, in the alternative scenario. But at the same time, I just think, you know, I'm thinking about... Marriages that might be struggling, or people that might be listening. And I'm thinking, gosh, one person's fear should never be, you know, don't use your own fear or insecurity to pit yourself against Mm -hmm. your spouse and blame them for, you know, whatever reality you have going on in your marriage that you don't like. And I think for a woman to know that she's powerful to address whatever's going on inside of her and actually vocalizing the needs that she has or the desires that she has mm. and it, it just it just only works well when both people are willing to take ownership is what i'm saying yeah
2: it's true and
1: we can't just rely on the stereotypical gender roles to say like well if this doesn't fall in my category then i don't know we're just good luck i'm out or i'm he's gonna have to figure it out i'm not you know i'm not going to do that for him it's like yeah. well that isn't really how marriage works. That's You know what the,
0: the real, not pro, awesome. like when I hear you explain that, it reminds me of um, John Gottman who wrote the book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage mm-hmm. Work. They have an incredible institute um, where they do like live studies on couples. And uh, one of their, they have what's called the four horsemen for marriage. And, um, Basically, marriages they can predict with like ninety-two percent accuracy if a marriage is going to succeed or fail, and uh-huh. the first like ten minutes of watching a couple argue. Wow. Yeah, and so and there's four like they have four horsemen that they're looking for inside of a relationship. Okay. And if all four of them are present, like it's it's alarming. Yeah. So one of the horsemen is resentment, mm-hmm. and. When you were talking about that, like your friend who's like, "That's my husband's job, he's supposed to be doing that."
2: Uh-huh.
0: I'm not like I'm not gonna do that, yeah, the real challenge is when people get into that mode where they're resentful, they become enemies mm-hmm. And it's worse than just it's so much worse than going i'm I have needs, and these needs aren't being fulfilled, yeah, so I'm in pain um and i'm he's uh, i'm i'm praying for him Mm -hmm. i'm reading some boundary books Mm -hmm. i'm learning some boundaries Uh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take all this on but at the same time like i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna make him my enemy yeah because when you start to make your partner your enemy it's the beginning of the end
2: yeah
0: in a relationship it's unforgiveness would be another one right Mm -hmm. so resentment unforgiveness when you get into that mode in a marriage where you're keeping score and keeping track yeah like it's so incredibly painful and now you're not just dealing with the original issue right like he needs to take ownership yeah and that's a journey for him and he's on that journey maybe she or he you'll make your marriage so much worse if you become resentful Mm -hmm. if you become if you if you harbor unforgiveness mm-hmm. to the point where you can't almost get out of it yeah and so my suggestion is yeah listen there's places where you're pulling weight for me the you pulled weight for a long time mm-hmm. in areas that i needed to grow stronger at yeah and there's places where i pull weight
2: mm-hmm.
0: for you that are kind of annoying sometimes and we send that message back and forth like i love you but i need a plan for this yeah. or i love you but man this is hard for me this is really hard and i think we've learned over time that we're both on this journey and it's my responsibility to manage my end of our connection mm-hmm. taking ownership of that it's my responsibility to keep our main goal intact yeah. which is connection right yeah So my goal with Lauren isn't to have a peaceful marriage. My goal with her is to have a connected marriage. Mm -hmm. It's what, sometimes it's what makes me have that conflict with her, Yeah, is I'm unwilling to live this way. Uh And you're doing that vice versa. Yeah, And so I think that really remembering, really having that in mind with everything that we do, like at the end of the day, real connection, living in a connected marriage is the goal. Yeah. That is both of our goal. Yeah. In order to do that, we're going to have to take responsibility. Yeah. And we are on this learning curve mm-hmm. to get there. And so hopefully this was helpful. Yeah. To some folks. Yeah. Out there. We're going to do some more of this uh, in the future, but I just think, um, yeah, we did, we did a couple of dating podcasts and giving some married couples kind of a place to aim at. Mm-hmm and some guy's a place to look at. Like, am I really taking ownership of my life? Am I living with some secrets inside that I need to get out? Am I being too stubborn and not seeking help? Yeah. And um, could my life be so much easier if I would take responsibility Mm -hmm. and ownership and go, okay, this is me, it's on me. That's good. Yeah, anything, any last thoughts? No. All right, well guys, thanks so much for tuning in, listening to the Brave Co. podcast this week. Stay brave out there, gentlemen. (laughs) Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the Brave Co. podcast. If you like this podcast, would you please rate it, review it, leave us a great comment. And if you like this episode in particular, share it with your friends and family. That helps us to spread the word. Guys, stay brave. We'll see you next week.